0: As you have heard Pastor say, I believe that the Word of God is a standalone message. It doesn't need the hype, it doesn't need a song, it ought to draw a response response on its own. Let me say that again. It ought to draw a response on its own. Now The reason I say this is because we at the Pentecostals of Phoenix believe that when you say amen, you are coming into agreement with the Word of God. When you say amen, you're agreeing. Now, we know that we don't have to say amen for the Lord to hear it because he knows the thoughts and the intent of the heart, but we know the devil can hear it. So when we say amen, we're letting the enemy know we are in agreement. Come on now. And that's how you destroy the vices of the enemy is to speak it out. That's why you need to say at times, get the behind me Satan. Why? Why do we say it? Simply because we want him to hear it. Amen, I don't want to think the thoughts of what I want the enemy to do. I'm going to speak the thoughts of what the enemy should do. That's all to say this, just that when the word comes, that's why we around here, you might hear some people say amen and holler out every once in a while. They're not being disrespectful. They're just coming into agreement. Amen. Amen. Salt. Everybody say salt again. Chloride and sodium ions are the two major components of salt. And they're needed by all known living creatures in small quantities. In essence, they are necessary to our existence. Chloride and sodium are necessary for us to live. Salt is involved in regulating the water content as well as the fluid balance of the body. Number one, salt is involved in regulating the water content as well as the fluid, or must say balance of our body. Well, the second thing though is that the sodium ion itself is used for electrical signaling in the nervous, system that's how your brain works triggers there's electricity moving through your body and is triggering your mind and thoughts where you don't even have to think about it your hand goes up simply because your mind says it's time to lift your hand or grab something you don't have to you don't have to think it through that you say it to your fingers uh Pick that up, pick that up, pick that up, pick that up. But it just does it when you want it to, because of chloride and sodium. What's interesting about salt though is in Matthew 5:13, Jesus simply says this: He says, Ye are the salt of the earth. You are. You are necessary. You are relevant. You are important. You have purpose. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? What is it? What's the usefulness of it? It's, it's not useful at all. Where will, wherewith shall it be salted? It, it, it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast down and to be trodden under foot of men. I think this is interesting because the Greek definition, "lost the savior," savior, is "morano," is the Greek word, and that simply means to make dull, not acute, or to cause something to lose its taste or the purpose for which it exists. Jesus said, "You are the salt of the earth." Why is that? Because salt is involved in regulating the water content as well as the fluid balance in the body. It lends itself to the flesh, the body. Your spiritual body has to have balance. Because if you're extreme in anything you do, you lose balance. You can be so radical about God that you can lose your balance. Why is that? Because some people, they just know know all about this God stuff more than anybody else, and so they judge everybody by their radical views and never know how to submit to God, which is balance. You can't live for God being an extremist. One way or the other, you can't be liberal, and you can't be so conservative that you think everybody else is wrong. Okay, I, I just wonder if I'm in a Pentecostal church here today. The reality is, is that somewhere you've got to find balance. That's why the Bible says, let your moderation be known. Why? Because people need to see you going down the middle of the road and not in the burrow pit or in the side of the road. They, They need to see someone, and when they live for God, it's living for God methodically. Day by day, day in, day out, going to church, being faithful, but you're not just stupid about God. Be in your reference to your own views and opinions. Many many times we use God as the banner of what we believe to be true when God is not in it at all. Uh, I know I wasn't going to get off on this stuff, but sometimes we have to back up and say, God, I don't want to just use you for my own ulterior motives, but I want to love you as God in my life so that I have balance in my life. spiritual body needs balance. It lends itself to the flesh. Your flesh and your balance, if you don't have the salt, is out of control. If you're not careful, your flesh will completely control your life. Because flesh dictates your actions. Which is lust. Many times, people that have lost their balance... They only live by what makes them feel good. And I want to talk about that for a while because not only is the world dealing with some of this stuff, but in the church we're dealing with some of this stuff. Mm. This has been hard for me as a pastor. I was raised in this. I have been pastoring now for 29 years, but I've been in this church for 39 years. Okay. But I, I... had some things in my life that I did because it was the culture I was raised in. But I have come to find out not everything that I was told necessarily was a heaven or hell issue. No, 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 please don't don't get off track uh, Track with me because I'm, I'm going to get you to understand or hopefully get you to understand that not everything that we do is a heaven or hell issue. But we still believe that baptism of the Holy Ghost is absolutely essential to salvation. We still believe that Jesus' name, uh, message, and the revelation that Jesus Christ is in God, the flesh. Then we believe that. We believe all of that. But somewhere we've got to understand just because your hair is gray doesn't mean you're going to hell. And just because you might wear a red shirt doesn't mean you're going to hell. Come on, am I getting any witnesses here? Amen. Just because you don't do certain things does not make it wrong Someone, we got to get the balance and understand what does God want out of us what is his opinion what is his view I'm not here to please people I'm here to please him and he says I need you to get your flesh out of the way so that you can serve me according to my plan and my purpose and that you have balance because if you don't the very thing that can bless you can also curse you Amen. Balance. Too much salt and sodium brings your blood pressure up and causes heart disease. But if it's balanced, if I've got the right amount in the body of Christ, if I've got the right amount in my life, then God says I can spiritually use you in a way that you have never been used before. I believe the church will receive the power that God intends for her to have when the church realizes that we've got to become balanced in our views and our purpose with God so that the world can see Jesus Christ in us and not just see our own views and opinions about what we think he is but what he truly is to us. Amen. But the Greek definition also when we talk about lost his savior is found specifically in this passage that we read in Matthew 5:13. It's used of the mind meaning to make Foolish or to show to be foolish. When it loses its balance, when it loses its savor, that salt is needed for electrical signaling in the nervous system. Without this, your mind doesn't think right without this and we're using this all metaphorically but but we're showing you here how it is applied to your life in romans 12 2 it says this and be not conformed to this world but be ye what transformed by the renewing of your by the renewing of your by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove prove what prove what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect and, and that you can prove what is the will of god He says, renew your mind. Make sure your thinking is right. Get your flesh right and get your thinking right. Amen. This is not just a message to anyone who is a visitor here today that has not received the Spirit of God or doesn't know anything about church, but this is a message for everyone. Everyone in this place needs to get to a point where you get your flesh under subjection and you get your thinking right, and I guarantee you we will turn the world upside down down if we don't have our own motives and if we call on God to come and heal us he will come in and give us the balance that is necessary and the salt just enough salt not an extreme amount and not less than what is necessary but a good balance of salt in our lives Also, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 10, 5. He says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge. But say the knowledge, the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The English standard version of that same scripture says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. That's why it's impossible to hold a grudge against somebody. Amen. And be bitter towards someone. Why? Because it destroys arguments. What does that mean? That means that when you are balanced, you're not there to argue and fight with someone about what you believe. But you're there to present yourself like Christ would and be concerned and show them that you love them, that you don't just necessarily want to beat them in the argument. It says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. I love this because it says that I can win when I have the right amount of salt. I can win when I have the right amount of word in balance. Oh, well, I'm going to get as much word as I can, but I want it to be balanced when it comes out. I want people to know that the word is the knowledge of God. That's why we preach the word. That's why we preach the word. I feel uh, as a pastor that I'm responsible making sure that you don't just uh, receive the word that is, how would I say it, of just the simple things that people want to hear and, and the word that only uh, comes to you with with gratification but doesn't come to you through conviction. I want word that speak to me real. Just, just give it to me. I, I want to know the truth for myself. The word is the knowledge of God. Amen. Nothing will stand against the word. Kingdoms will be destroyed with the word. Come on, somebody. It will lob off the heads of demonic warfare. The word. It will will make wrongs right. It's the word. It it will bring those who are down up. The word. It'll it'll put marriages back together again. It's the word. It'll bring our kids back to salvation. The word. Come on. It'll heal heal the, the wounded. It'll redeem the lost. It'll deliver the depressed. It's the word. It'll set captive free. It'll break down prejudice walls of hate. It's the word. It will bring joy to the wounded heart. It's the word. It'll cast down evil imaginations. It'll make straight the crooked path. It's called the word. Set your mind on ease. It's the word. It'll set things right. It'll get your flesh under subjection. It's called the word. Amen. I want to make sure I get a good balance of the word. I want to make sure that when the world sees it, they see Christ in me. That I'm not just living this according to me, but I'm living it according to his plan. The word, the word, the word, the word, the word, the word, the word. Amen. Salt it loses its savor. We're not careful. We'll take the word and beat people up over it. The word is not against you. The word is for you. We talk about that. Amen. When I present this word today, I don't want you to feel like it's against you. It's against the sin that possibly be in your life, but it's not against you. Amen. Jesus, and I've said this before, Jesus doesn't love you any less because of where you are right now. But he loves you enough to take you out of your condition I thank God that he loves me enough to say I want you out of it I'm not loving you just simply because you're a Christian I'm loving you because you're a sinner and if you are a sinner I love you right where you are where I can pull you out of darkness into his marvelous light that I can save you from your condition hallelujah I love the word I love the word because it needs to be balanced in our lives, but I love it because it will change your life. Man, Preachers can't change it. Churches can't change it. Family can't change it. Your friends can't change it. Just come into a small group can't change it. But when you get this word in, in you and you know it for yourself and you have an intellectual revelation of truth, I'm telling you there's not a devil out of hell can stand up against you because you can present him the great balance of this word. And this word will show forth and this world will, word will fight your battles. Hallelujah! 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 Nothing will stand against it. Kingdoms will be destroyed with it. It will lob off the heads of demonic warfare. It's called the Word. If you're struggling today and you don't have what it takes to get out of your condition, I want to suggest to you that you get this word in you. You make it what it is in the word as it is in Christ as it should be in you. Let it be in you that you might be able to overcome the things that the enemy is trying to destroy in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Word, the Word, the Word, the Word. It's balanced. Salt it has to be balanced in the body for the flesh and for the mind. Two things we must understand in presentation to the Word of God that it needs to be presented to those that are struggling in the flesh, but also that have a problem with their thinking. The word. I don't. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but I was raised where the word was used against us rather than used for us, and I want to change that. I really want to change that, where you can say, you know, the word of God is is pure. And that he is faithful, that promised through his word he has given us true deliverance in him. And the reason I'm expressing this as strong as I am today is because I think sometimes we rely on the church. We rely on the people and we rely on the ministry to solve issues in our life when only the word can. Amen. Leviticus, the second chapter. I'll read that in just a moment. I'll just put that on the screen for me. While people have used canning and artificial refrigeration to preserve food for the last hundred years or so, salt, 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 salt has been the best known food preservative, especially for meat, for many thousands of years. There's a reason for that. It's been the best-known food uh, preservative, uh, especially for meat. The reason is because it says in Leviticus, the second chapter, in the 13th verse, simply says this, and every oblation of thy meat offering shall thou season with salt. It says, season the meat with salt. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from the meat offering. With all thine offerings, thou shalt offer salt. He's simply showing us in this passage that if you're n- not willing to bring the offering before the Lord, then and the salt before the Lord, you, you will not be preserved. In fact, uh, oblation, uh, masculine noun meaning an offering or or simply a gift. This is the most general term. It's used 80 times in the Old Testament for offerings and gifts of all kinds. The word is found in Leviticus referring to animal offerings of permissible types. But It was also referred to as grain. It was referred to as fine flour. Gifts of votive offerings of gold and vessels this found in numbers referring to silver vessels and, and rings and jewelry but even though the you reference your oblation if that word oblation meaning offering or the different types of offerings that you would bring to the Lord with one in particular that I want to talk about and by the way I want to See how much I really appreciate the Rob Bibb, Robbie Bibb for preaching Judah first goes before us. Judah goes before us. Because that shows us how important praise is. Amen. So Jeremiah 33, 11 simply says this, the voice of joy. And the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say, praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for for his mercy endureth forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise, for them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise. This is not referring to grain. This is not referring to wheat. This is not referring to uh, uh, flour. This is not referring to animals. This is referring to what can we offer the Lord right now. Shall bring the sacrifice of praise unto the house of the Lord. For I will cause to return the captivity of the land as at the first saith the Lord. So, the word oblation simply means something brought near the altar, sacrificial present. What can I offer God right now, this very moment? What He's saying you can offer Him is praise. What is praise? Praise is simply saying, Lord, I thank you for what you have done in my life. So, when you praise Him, You can say, Well, Pastor, you don't know my life. Well, he woke you up this morning. If he woke you up this morning, you ought to be able to say, Lord, I praise you. You got out of bed. I praise you because I was able to walk on my two feet today. But, Pastor, you don't know what I've gone through. If you would take that breath instead of complaining, and start praising with the same breath that you were complaining. of. What would happen in this place? Oh, hear what your pastor, what would happen in this place? I'll tell you what would happen. We'd turn hell back quick if we'd start praising him. Quit speaking into the negative places of your life and start praising the Lord. And if you are going through a trial, why don't you praise Him about the trial? God, I know I'm going through something right now. I haven't been able to get any answers. I don't understand it, but God, I'm telling you, I'm gonna praise you anyhow. I've got a headache, but I'm gonna praise you anyhow. I don't know, Lord, what's gonna be the outcome of this, but I'm gonna praise you anyhow. Come on, come on, Sister Williams. I'm gonna praise you anyhow. Yeah, I'm gonna praise you, Lord, when the going is bad and when I can't figure it out. I'm gonna praise you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I'm gonna praise you, Lord. Amen. I've lost my children, but I'm still gonna praise you. My marriage looks like it's gonna fall apart, but I'm still gonna praise you, Lord. I don't know. I don't know why this is happening in our world today, but I'm still gonna praise you. I've got family that got COVID, but I'm still gonna. Oh, I'm still gonna praise you. Amen. If we just get this praise stuff down Come on Judah Let's get it before us Let praise go This is an offering that I can bring It's my oblation to the Lord It's something I can give to Him Because He is worthy of my praise Hey Oh yeah I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now Somebody's getting ready to get a breakthrough They're bringing their offering I don't have money right now, but I still can praise you. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, Jeremiah says... The voice of joy, the voice of joy, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say, praise, praise the Lord. Ah, that's the seraphims flying and around and around in the room saying, holy, holy is the Lord our God in all the earth. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let's just take some time and praise him. Come on, praise him. I can give him that. Oh. Ah, praise him anyhow. You might have got a bad prognosis. You've got cancer in your body, but praise him anyhow. Hey, Hallelujah. Praise Him. Praise Him. When the going gets tough, praise Him. Bring that to the altar. Bring your oblation, your sacrifice, what you have to offer God. Bring it to the altar. Bring it to the altar. Bring it to the altar. Ah, that's why we believe the altar is right where you are right now. Wherever you're willing to build that altar, bring that praise. Bring that praise. <laughs> Your praise is the gift. Here, Lord. I don't have much. Pretty much come here just dragging my way in the door. Man, I have struggled so long, Lord. My dog, my dog. He, He made a mess when we were out for dinner last night. Lord, but still, I don't want to take my, my gift, God. Yeah, quit complaining. What you're doing is you're giving your gift to the complaints. Thus, you're giving your gift to the adversary. Here, devil, you take my joy. Here, devil, here, you can have my victory. Here, here, you know, I, I go to church. Go, I'm going to be there Wednesday. I'll be there Wednesday. But all week long, what are we giving to the enemy, the God of this world? What are we giving away that belongs to God? My praise don't belong to my circumstances. My praise doesn't belong to my problems. My praise doesn't belong to all of the issues of life. No, 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 no. You know, we're talking politics lately, and uh, my praise is not going to be taken because of politics. Amen. And what's going on with the hate going around our world? My praise is not going to be taken. Amen. This is not about color, and you better, better, make, better, make, not make, you better make sure that it's not about color because this is, has nothing to do with color. This has everything to do with praise. we got to break down some walls. Come on, somebody help me now. we got to break down some walls and realize that God is raising up a church of people that know how to praise him through hell and high water that will say it like David said though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I shall fear no evil why did he say i shall fear no evil what he is saying is you're not going to take what my god has given to me as i walk through my valley god has given me the victory already don't you know devil i'm already sitting on the throne god has already anointed me as being king over the children of israel don't you understand amen i see something beyond the valley Ah, I see something beyond the valley. I see some. Amen. There is light at the end of the tunnel. God's given me revelation to say, devil, it doesn't matter how many enemy on my left. It doesn't matter how many are on my right. I'm going to keep my eyes at the end of my valley, and I know God is going to give me the victory. I wonder if I've got any praisers in here. I wonder if there's anybody that stand to your feet and give God the glory and give him some praise today. Yeah. I'll sit down for just a moment. They're going to play lightly and quietly. It takes them about an hour to get ready, so i got plenty of time. The Father of glory gave us an offering. The God of glory gave us the offering of God in flesh. <laughs> he gave us the offering of prophetic utterances, He gave us the offering of truth being unveiled. And miracles performed. He gave us the offering, of the revelation of salvation. But let me just tell you, it wasn't until he crawled upon the cross or crawled upon the altar that he becomes the salt to preserve our world. The greatest gift was not the miracles. It was not a woman with the issue of blood being healed because she touched the hem of his garment. It wasn't a lame man at the pool of Bethesda. And Jesus said, pick up thy bed and walk. That's not it. Those are great things that he gave to us as a gift. But he needed to give a sacrifice. See, you got to understand. It's not called just praise. It's called the sacrifice of praise. Because the sacrifice of praise is the crucifixion of your praise. So when you praise Him, you have to crucify every distraction of anything, everything that stands in your way from praising God. Because even though Jesus gave us a gift of miracles, He gave us the gift of flesh, He gave us the gift of truth unveiled, it wasn't until after He went to that cross and He crawled up on that cross, He said, now everything that I've done so far is becoming a sacrifice. Because there's no resurrection without sacrifice. There is no salvation without sacrifice. There's no day of Pentecost until there is a sacrifice. And so, what he is showing us now, that in our praise, I'm not just praising him because it is always well with me, but I am praising him because I got a lot of junk in front of me, a lot of problems in my life. Now, what I got to do is I got to crawl up on that cross. And when I crawl up on that cross, I'm taking every evil deed, every wrong thing I've committed, every time I have sinned and I have held a grievance against God. When I get on that cross, I'm crucifying everything till I am identifying with Jesus in my crucifixion to Him. When I praise Him, I'm being crucified. When I praise Him, I'm lifting Him up above everything I have ever been through. I know you might have a past and you might have been sexually abused and you might have been physically abused. I don't know where you have come from, but I know this one thing. If you praise Him, you might be surprised what God will give you victory over when you praise Him. It's got to be a sacrifice. Amen. It doesn't have to be logical. It may, may be even that you must have faith to do it. But you got to praise him. 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 Why? Because you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its savor, we don't want to lose it. We want to hold on to it. We want to keep this thing alive. Hey, hallelujah. Oh. Hey. Ah, uh, we're about ready to come to the altar here in just a moment. Amen. But today, 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 salt is also used in man- to manufacture a large number of chemicals and chemical products that are simply used for cleaners. I'm glad that when I get the salt, that it cleans my life Completely renewed in him. That's why I've got to come to this scripture real quick. In Acts 13, 52, it says this, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit ghost, with the Holy Ghost. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift. Thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of the hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He's saying if you use this thing, it'll clean you up. It'll take care of the dirty places in your life. Amen. It'll come to you through the gift of his salvation. And that is the Holy, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Glory.
1: Hallelujah. This is what we come. Call- i hey. WHY are YOU-